the best time if you want it all stars to align. So the big question is what a top agent is doing to absolutely crush it in real estate. To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. I was going to say, since we're talking about financing, I think it naturally makes sense that we dive into this a little bit deeper because topic number two is why brokers need to be better versed with finance options for their clients to save deals, right? We're not only talking about investors in this point. We're also talking Mm -hmm. about the buyers, the 321 buy-downs, the 2-1 buy-downs, FHA, VA, non-QM, no-income docs loans. We're talking about non-QM, right? Oh, yeah. So I rattled off a bunch while most typically only know about conventional, FHA, VA. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's interesting. A, A lot of the agents that have been in the market only, let's call it two to three years, don't even know what an arm is. You know, don't even know what an adjustable rate mortgage. You probably blew some heads off when you talked about the two one buy down. Um, you, you know, it, it's it's crazy because that's those have been around. Those aren't new. No, they're not new at all. But <laughs> like, I would say probably eight out of ten people I talk to have no fucking idea about the three no, two one to two one, how it works, why it works, um, and all the additional things that yeah. No, no clue, no clue. And another thing that we've been explaining a lot lately, which is again, mind boggling is the idea of refinancing later, right? Because rates have been so low for so long. A lot of people just haven't refinanced. So if you've purchased in the last really three, four years, except for some odd circumstances, most people haven't needed to refinance because Mm -hmm. rates are so, so fucking low, you know? So you know, now I'm explaining to people like, hey, well, you know, let's find the right house. Don't worry that the rate's 7%. We're going to get a better deal on the price. Rates aren't always going to be high, right? You can look at a, you can look at a graph and see that they go up and down. And right now they're, they're going up for a particular reason and they will mm-hmm. come down for a particular reason. And when they come down, you just, you know, refinance, but you still have the asset still have the house, you know, and I, I kind of explained to people, you know, these, some of these people out there who for the past two years have said, oh, I want to wait for prices to come down. Great. You just exchanged a price coming down for an interest rate that's 3% higher. Like that's you, right. you didn't save any money. You actually probably ended up worse. And now we have these same people that are saying, well, I want to wait for interest rates to go down. Well, what the hell do you think is going to happen to demand that's already strong when interest rates come back down? What do you think? That's exactly right. So what are you going to exchange? You're then going to exchange a higher price for a lower interest rate. Like there is no Zen moment in real estate where all the stars align. Um, I kind of tell people the best time if you wanted all stars to align was March of 2020 when COVID first came and they shut down because sellers were freaked out and the interest rates were still low. For that two to three week period was the perfect time I've ever seen in the market to buy because things weren't crazy. There were very few buyers out there. Everybody was kind of shuttered inside, but the interest rates were still low. Outside of that, once you get out of that unique once in a lifetime couple three week period, everything else is supply and demand. It always has been. 
And mm-hmm. it always will remain that way. And you will just trade one issue for another, price or rate, because it, that's what dictates supply and demand. Um, and so if you don't understand those things like the buy downs, you don't understand the refinances, you don't understand the adjustable rate mortgages, you don't understand a cash out refinance, you don't understand a home equity line of credit on your personal house, you know, it, you don't understand, you don't even hard money. You know, we're seeing hard money kind of pop its head up in some of these circumstances for people to refinance later. So for the agents that don't think that way or don't want to dive deep, I think you're going to do a lot less sales because you're going to offer less value to your client and less opportunity. Um, and, and you need to control the situation. And when a lot of these agents just say, oh, we'll chat with the lender, see what the lender can do. You have lost control. Yes, lost I agree. control. You've lost control. I, I, I find that it. I try to control lending as much as I can, specifically because not that I'm a control freak, which I literally am. am. I am. Right? I can, I can admit uh, it. <laughs> but typically I find now my team is amazing. All the lenders I work with are amazing. A plus star. They really educate the clients. But I'm still in control of that conversation. The reason I like to be in control of that conversation is because if one lender can't get it done and I'm not in the loop, I'm caught with my pants down. So if I can control the conversation and I know, for example, this is going to be an issue or that's going to be an issue or this person has an issue of cash flow, you need to do an on-QM loan. I know that one lender is better than the other at certain things, right? One lender is really good at killing it with FHAs and being meticulous. The other lender is good at VAs because Mm -hmm. he does a hundred of them per year or whatever the numbers are, right? There are different intricacies when it comes to lending and financing and really having, having even a general knowledge to do your clients a good service is a must. I'm not talking about you need to know exactly how the rates move and what that looks like. You you don't need to know the details of the three to one buy down or the non QM you know DSCR loan, um, but you need to know enough to bring up the conversation so you can offer a solution or or, or a backup, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, and I think part of it too is when you transfer that power or that leverage over to the lender you are making a presumption that that lender knows it really well. Yes. Just because they're a and lender. I've, I've talked to some lenders. My clients brought me and I'm like, yeah. oh my fucking God, strap yeah. on your seatbelt. Yeah. We're going to pay never, off the we're floor never closing this. We're never and closing this. <laughs> I hope you have a parachute somewhere because, yeah. and typically a week into the transaction because I get to control the narrative. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, cool. Let's get a second opinion. I think something is not right. And I'm like, oh my God, thank yeah. you, God. Yeah, you can't, you, we, uh, too often, like I said, we push it to a different, whoever else is in the transaction. And not only do you lose control and by losing control, you devalue yourself. Yeah. Um, but more importantly, you know, you have now just presumed that whoever it is, is an expert. And so I'm kind of with you. We, we have a handful of lenders that we work with that, that are A plus, they know their shit. Um, and, and like you said, some are going to be better over here. Some are going to be better over there. Um, I've got, you know, uh, two lenders that own a bunch of investment properties themselves. 
And so just naturally, they have that mindset. So when I have an investor who is going to finance, I kind of lean them towards those lenders because yeah. they get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so those are, those are really important. But again, from the, from the finance option, there's just way too many brokers out there that aren't well-versed enough. And honestly, it, you are doing a disservice. Like disservice. you are truly doing a disservice to somebody. Um, and it's how part of our time, you know, it's how sometimes we get bad industry rap, you know, with being, you know, realtor, oh, all, like you said earlier, you know, oh, all you're going to do is put a sign in the yard and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you have no idea what a good broker does. You have no idea. When I get to closing, you should feel like I was overpaid because that means I put out every damn fire and you never saw it. Yes. Right. It, I should make your road so smooth. My clients sleep so good at night because they don't even know that X, Y, Z is happening behind the That's scenes. Right. To them, they just show up at closing and be like, ah, oh, that That's was right. easy. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you have no <laughs> idea. only knew. <laughs> yeah, you, have, you have no idea. Getting the house under contract is easy. It's easy. Yeah. That's I, I the think easy that's the easy part. part. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country, to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 